Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, your star, your host, your celebrity extraordinaire. Yes, well, in this episode, we're going to talk about stars who were killed by their fans. And in this case, it was a young starlet who was killed by a Florida fan. Well, no, that's not Miley Cyrus. That is a young singer named Christina Grimmie. And she was doing covers of popular songs. She started on YouTube in 2009. And there you hear her on The Voice in 2014. She got a four-chair turn on The Voice. She auditioned for season six on NBC's singing competition. And during the blind auditions, she performed Miley Cyrus's hit song, Wrecking Ball, and received the four-chair turn. All four coaches, Adam Levine, Usher, Shakira, and Blake Shelton, turned their chairs. Wow. What's your name? My name is Christina Grimmie. People come out here and they sing, and you never know what to expect. And then you turn around, and you start to see how engaging and passionate and you're more comfortable than I am up there almost. Wow. And that is the moment where you realize that this person could be a huge star. I mean, I really believe that. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Just what every singer wants, adulation. And Adam Levine, you know, of Maroon 5 fame, told her that she could be a huge star due to her voice and stage presence. Selena Gomez young singer, also supported Grimmy during her audition, and Justin Bieber, an artist Grimmy frequently covered on YouTube, supported her during the finale. I came in like a so the YouTube star, who was on her way to becoming one of the most successful singers out there, Christina Grimmy, had a massive following online as well as offline. The 22-year-old breakout star from The Voice had her voice silenced. You can check out some of her YouTube songs. They have over 100 million views. Now, after landing third place on The Voice in season six, she set the stage for an upcoming singing career. And in 2016, Christina was opening for the band Before You Exit in Orlando. Here she is on social media, giving a shout out and encouraging fans to attend her performance. Please come to the show if you live near Orlando, Florida. The performance ended at 10 p.m. and afterward, some of her fans got to meet and greet the star up close. Witnesses say that she was arms open wide. She had no idea and she treated everybody the same. And it was hard for her because she was introverted. So that's Christina's brother, Mark, who was there. He says during that special time the audience got to mingle with the talent, a fan came up to Grimmy, and as she opened up and gave him a hug, he shot her three times at point-blank range. It's going to be two patients, the female patient and the shooter. Three gunshots went off. Pop, 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 pop. I was traumatized. I didn't know what was going on. I was... In shock, I, I didn't know what to do. Grimmy's brother, Mark, who appeared with her in her YouTube videos, was close by his sister and tackled the shooter, and then the shooter turned the gun on himself. Her brother's a hero for um, saving and stopping him for um, not hurting anyone else. Grimmy was shot once in the head and twice in the chest. She died either on the way to the hospital or the next day, depending on the reporting. I'd love to dedicate this to 
That's Selena Gomez performing in Miami. She dedicated a song to Christina. Justin Bieber did the same in Winnipeg. And of course, Adam Levine from The Voice, which made her a star, offered to pay for Grimmy's funeral. Now, in this case, a singer, a star being killed by one of her fans is not unusual. It does happen. You might recall it happened to John Lennon. So I'm going to say, sing a song now you might know. It's called Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. I mean, the former Beatle was one of the most peaceful people in the world. He wrote songs like Imagine, calling for humanity to unite. He even got embroiled in a big kerfuffle because he mentioned that the Beatles were more important to children than Jesus Christ. If it had said we're more, uh, television is more popular than Jesus, I might have got away with it. <laughs> you know, but as I just happened to be talking to a friend, I used the word Beatles as a remote thing, not as what I think, as Beatles as though those other Beatles like other people see us. I just said they are having more, in, more influence on kids and things than anything else, including Jesus. But I said it in that way, which is the wrong way. Yeah, well, yeah. well, some teenagers have said uh, have repeated your statements that the Beatles, I like the Beatles more than Jesus Christ. What do you think about that? Well, originally I was, I was pointed out that fact in reference to England, that we meant more to kids than Jesus did, or religion at that time. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down. I was just saying it as a fact. And it sort of it is true, especially more for England than here. You know, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person or God as a thing or whatever it is. You know, I just said what I said and it was wrong or was taken wrong and now it's all this. Yeah, they were burning Beatles records. They stopped playing them on the radio. But in 1980, real tragedy struck when a fan came up to John Lennon outside the Dakota. That's a really creepy looking apartment building in New York. It was actually the backdrop for the movie Rosemary's Baby. And this fan came up to Lennon when he arrived at home and asked for his autograph, which Lennon agreed to give him. And then as he turned to walk away, the fan, Mark David Chapman, shot Lennon in the back four times. Lennon died on the way to the hospital. With no social media, fans found out about Lennon's death during a football game. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. After uh, he made the announcement, Howard, I think, in, probably would have just liked to cancel the telecast. They're just saying that. He's not dead. John Lennon can't be dead. <laughs> the death of a man who sang and played the guitar overshadows the news from Poland around in Washington tonight. Meanwhile, John Lennon's wife, Yoko Ono, later spoke to Inside Edition and said that John Lennon may have caused his own death. The fact that he was too honest uh, may have offended some people, may have really... Uh, <clears throat> Children in his life, I don't know. I think that um, sometimes you have to pay a high price for it. And he did it. He just gambled on it, I think. And Gianni Versace. Check out my podcast episode 7 about his death, the day fashion died on South Beach. He was a fashion icon. He did everything from fragrances to designer clothes. He lived in Miami Beach, and he was one of the pioneers of connecting the music and the fashion worlds being an influencer in the celebrity community. And on his way to grab a cup of coffee and a newspaper, 
He was right on Ocean Drive. He was shot at his villa's gate by a crazed fan. Police went hunting for the killer several days, and when he was about to get arrested, the killer shot himself, which is exactly what Grimmy's killer did as well. The suspect, who was from St. Petersburg, was identified as 27-year-old Kevin James Loibel. Here's Orlando police. What our detectives are doing right now is they're going through the suspect's cell phone and computer to see if they could find a motive for this crime. The suspect had two handguns on his person. He had two additional loaded magazines for those handguns and a large hunting knife. So he was loaded for bear, man. He was ready to kill, and he did. Now, the suspect traveled over 100 miles from where he lived in St. Petersburg to Orlando to either gun down or stab the young singer. The suspect in this case is not from Orlando. The suspect traveled to Orlando, apparently, to commit this crime. Typically, people who travel a long distance, in this case, armed, may well have some sort of fantasy in their head relationship with the person that they ultimately end up killing, a love relationship with the person that doesn't exist. Sometimes it's just hard to find a motive why some people do what they do because they're nuts. But in this case, this young singer was just starting out, so she didn't have any money to pay for security, and nor did she think she needed it. Someone like a Madonna, for example, they are going to have security around them all the time, no matter where they might be. As you go down the tier of, of people less famous, make less money, chances are they may have no security. And that was the case with Christina, who was shy to begin with, but she opened up to her fans and she only had her brother to protect her. Chris Herzog is with the bodyguard group of Beverly Hills. He's protected many a celebrity. If you place the protectee in front of a large unscreened crowd, you're placing your client at great jeopardy. The protective bubble says that no one that you have not screened for a weapon gets close enough to your client to draw a weapon and shoot and murder your client. So this protective bubble can be very limiting and expensive for the star, but it's necessary. The celebrities hate the bubble because they like to control everything. And when you're controlling their movements and who gets access to the bubble, it irks them to a point, but they usually respect the bubble enough to stay within it, at least the clients that we accept. Yeah, but in the end, celebrities can minimize the threat, but you can't eliminate the risk, especially in the midst of a shambolic crowd. And sometimes the fans in the crowd die as well, like at the Travis Scott concert, where things got out of hand. Yeah, that's Brad Pitt and Angelina right behind him. There is no absolute 100%, but you can minimize it to about a 99% level. But there's always that 1% chance something could go sideways. Here's Christina Grimmie's brother. She loved this town. She loved this state. She loved singing. She loved the Lord. And she loved me. And um, she was just my baby sister. So the Plaza Live in Orlando where the shooting happened reopened after four days and they paid tribute to Grimmie. And management there asked Orlando police to evaluate the club's security. Being told possibly up to uh, 15 remaining in the club that are barricaded in. But Christina's shooting got overshadowed by a mass shooting in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub when a 29-year-old man opened fire inside the Pulse nightclub, killing 49 and injuring 53 people. We know he's in the bathroom, um, we know he's armed, and we know he has some people in there with him. Our officers were intermittently in and out of that club uh, saving people. Our officers were able to push an air conditioning through uh, to one of the dressing rooms and I believe saved eight people. So the Pulse nightclub shooting happened the night after Christina Grimmie's murder. It was only four miles from where Grimmie was shot. 
I also recorded a full rigor podcast about the Pulse nightclub massacre. Here's one of the victims. He shoots towards my head, but it hits my hand. And then he shoots me again and it hits the side of my hip. I had no reaction. I was just prepared to just stay there laying down so he won't know that I'm alive. And I'm looking up and some cops, which I wish I can remember his face or his name because I'm to this day I'm grateful for him. He looks at me, he makes sure that, that I'm alive. And he grabs my hand and he's like, this is the only way I can take you out. I'm like, please carry me because I'm in pain right now. Couldn't walk or anything. So he starts to drag me out across the street to the Wendy's and I'm grateful for him, but the floor is just covered in glass. So he's dragging me out while I'm just getting cut my behind, my back, my legs. And I don't feel pain, but I just feel all this blood on me from myself, from my other people. And he just drops me off across the street and I look over and there's just bodies everywhere. We're all in pain. So while police confirmed that the two shootings had no connection, Billboard published an open letter to Congress, Stop Gun Violence Now, on June 23rd, demanding background checks for every gun purchase and an outright ban on sales to suspected terrorists. The inspiration for the letter came from both shootings, and Billboard said that dangerous people can get guns too easily, which is the one connection between Grimmy's murder and the Pulse nightclub shooting. The letter was signed by nearly 200 music industry luminaries, including Cher, Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, and Beatles, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr. I guess we'll never really understand the deadly obsession of Kevin Loibel and why he murdered this singer. Perhaps he was just a loner and he was obsessed with her. She was beautiful. She had long red hair, gorgeous voice. She was young, just starting out. Maybe he fantasized that... She was in love with him. Who knows? I mean, when you're on television and you're in people's living rooms, they think that they have some relationship with you. I used to be the main anchor here at the ABC affiliate WPBF, and I would meet people in public and they'd be like, wow, you're a lot taller than I thought you were. And my patented line would be, what do you have, a 19 inch? (laughs) That's back when televisions were like really big boxes and well before high def, thank God. And as Yoko Ono said, when stars open up to their fans and become vulnerable with them, both emotionally and physically, bad things can happen. So it's really a double-edged sword for a star. You want to give yourself to your fans, but you don't want them to kill you. (laughs) Anyway, there's something to be said for being small potatoes. That's why I like being on the radio and recording podcasts. I believe it's more immediate, and I think it's more personal, actually. And then I can go out in public and do whatever the hell I want to do and not have to worry about someone recognizing me or killing me. But anyway, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Check out the other episodes, the one on the Pulse Nightclub. And of course, the other one that was on, what was I talking about? Gianni Versace. And I will have a brand new episode for you, hot off the presses next week. And now I just want to take care of some housekeeping. I finally looked at my ratings on Apple iTunes on the platform, and there are some complaints. It's not a perfect five stars, which I would love if you would go ahead and give me five stars. First, Lavana Meadows gave me one star because I invoked the president at the time, Donald Trump, while talking about reincarnation, and I joked that he may come back as an illegal immigrant. It was a joke. Lavana told me to leave our president alone. Well, Lavana, if you listen to another of my 150 podcasts, you would have heard me run this soundbite from our current president, 
Joe Biden. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Also hilarious. Now, I make jokes about all presidents. In fact, you have no idea how I voted or what party I belong to because I keep politics out of my Florida true crime podcast. However... Over the three years I've been producing the Full Rigor podcast, I must admit that I have been insensitive with sound effects. Now, I really got into sound effects after I got a newfangled board, and I went way overboard with them. And I'm sorry, they were annoying. In one episode called Bye Bye Baby that I did about an underage girl who was killed by her much older boyfriend because he thought she was pregnant, was particularly insensitive with sound effects that I used after I reported that her autopsy determined that the victim, the girl, was not pregnant. And those sound effects were unfortunate. I have removed the sound effect and I apologize for using it. I was accused of being racist for using the sound effect. I don't think sound effects can be racist and that was not my intent. Again, I'm sorry if you, dear listener, found my attempt at humor offensive. I'm trying to entertain as well as report brutal crimes. Sometimes I think I become desensitized to the whole thing, doing it over and over, week in, week out, which is not good. I will govern myself accordingly. Thank you for all of your feedback and keep it coming. If you'd like to give me feedback, you can find me on Instagram at Full Rigor Podcast. If you have any ideas for an upcoming podcast, I always love to hear your ideas as well. But until then, thanks for listening. Until next time.